0: That's chumbacasino.com.
3: No purchase necessary. BTW, Void. prohibited by law.
0: See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Did you know that your smart device can open and close your
2: blinds? Well, with Acme Blinds, you can. We don't just manufacture all types of stylish and affordable blinds. We can also motorize your new Acme Blinds to your exact requirements. Ask us how to bring the finishing touch to your smarter home. Acme Blinds, Irish-made blinds since 1956. Find us on Facebook or visit us at acmeblinds.com.
1: I'm Rod Serling. You're listening to The Zero Hour. Rest your eyes. exercise your imagination. Today, Glenn Hall Taylor's story of a mysterious death. Some people die only once. Starring Dick Sargent. In a mutual broadcasting system presentation of... Zero hour. The city is a large one, and the evidence of its continuing growth is all too familiar. Elegant old townhouses and towering shafts of steel and glass and concrete. Only a few things still defy change. Things like aging small houses, the corner pharmacy, a storefront undertaking establishment, and Sam Posen's delicatessen, in whose fragrant interior all men are equal and drooling. There, young and old, rich and penny-saving rub elbows... Today, Sam has been worrying about something. Something he wants to talk over with one of his favorite customers. Doug Mayo, a newspaper
2: reporter.
0: Doug! Doug, my good friend. Oh, I'm glad you're here. (laughs) So am I. It smells good. But why so happy to see me all of a sudden? I'm worried. And I think you should know what the worry is. I think I should, too, if you say so. Come, let's go to the back of the store. It's better no one sticks a yet in what worry I tell you about. (laughs) Okay, Sam. Now, what is it? I'm worried about a customer of mine. A very nice old lady. She hasn't missed coming to the store in ten, maybe eleven years. Today she missed. Oh, one day? Yesterday she missed. The day before that she missed. Three days, Doug. Uh, it ain't kosher.
2: Well, maybe she's sick. It got the flu or something.
0: You're a newspaper man. Remember reading in the paper a couple years ago about two old ladies who wouldn't let the building inspectors into that old house? Yeah... Oh, yeah, I remember. They were
2: uh, threatening condemnation proceedings or something. Mm.
0: Uh, my customer and the other old lady they wrote about are sisters. Now, they still live in that old place, and nobody else ever goes in it. That's why I'm worried. If they are sick, they could die in there without anyone knowing.
2: Well, why not have the police checking on it?
0: To tell you the truth, Doug, the cops in this neighborhood are nice, Now their uniforms are uniform. And I know that those two old ladies need cops poking their snazzes into their business like I need a lachin' cup Oh, please, Doug, see what you can find out.
2: Okay, Sam. What are the names? Where do they live?
0: The yeah, address I know by heart. Here, I'll write it down for you. Their names are Marie, and she's the one who's been such a steady customer, and Ella Stockton. Here, maybe you could go there now. Uh, be right with you, Mrs. Kelly. But, Sam... Oh, please, Doug... You should do this for me, schnell.
2: But, Sam, I I came in for a pastrami on rye. I haven't had
0: lunch yet. Oh, excuse me, Doug. I didn't give you a chance to... uh, I'll make you want to go. Be right there, Mrs. Kelly. Uh, And, Doug, just so your time shouldn't be a total loss, I won't charge you for the sandwich.
2: I'll say one thing, Sam. The price is right. The house was just a couple of blocks away, so I walked over. I'd seen it before, but had never paid any attention to it. It was an old brownstone, large and imposing, that had undoubtedly been elegant in its heyday. Now it was shabby, and the soot-tarnished brick ledges made the windows look like staring eyes with gaunt shadows beneath them. The windows that weren't boarded up, that is. I went to the front door and right away discovered the bell wouldn't work. Receiving no answer, it was my turn to worry. Maybe Sam was right. I tried the knob I stood there for a long moment While my eyes adjusted to the cobweb gloom Hello Anybody home
0: Hello Hello
2: Is that you, Emma? No, ma'am, it's me Uh, May I come in?
3: it was my sister returning. Who are you?
2: I'm a friend of Mr. Posen's. My name is Doug
0: Mayo.
3: Uh, How do you? I'm Marie Stockton. Why are you here? You shouldn't be here, you know. Ella will be angry.
2: Uh, is Ella your sister? Yes. She's not here?
3: No, she went out on an errand. I'm rather worried about her, too. She's been gone such a long time. How long? Two days, I think. No, almost three. Forgive me, sometimes it's hard to think. Where'd she go? Why, well, she went to... Uh, oh, oh, my, I, I, I can't remember where she... Uh, uh, oh, yes, I know. It, it, it was about money. She's my younger sister, and I take care of her. I go every day and do the shopping, but one day I had no money, and she went out to see about getting some.
2: Where would you get the money?
3: Oh, some man who takes care of it for us.
2: You, you mean like uh, a uh, lawyer or a business advisor? Uh,
3: yes, yes, that's it. Uh, oh, oh, my. What's the matter? Uh, nothing. I, I, I just feel... Oh, Miss
2: Stockton, uh, tell uh, me, have you had anything to eat since your sister left? Uh, no. Well, we'll soon take care of that. Where's your telephone?
3: Oh, we we haven't had any need for a telephone for years.
2: I'll go out and get you something. First, though, do you know the name of the man who handles your affairs?
3: Uh, I'm I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, Oh, wait. I just happen to remember something. Ella wrote out a card a long time ago. I carry it to the store whenever I go, just in case of an emergency. It's over there on the table. Is this it? Can't see from here. Read it.
2: In case of accident, please notify William Milstead, 14th floor tower building.
3: That's it. That's who she went to see, Mr. Milstead.
2: Oh, Miss Stockton, I'm going to visit Mr. Milstead. He may know something about your sister, and don't you worry. First of all, I'm going to Sam Posen's place and have him send over a good meal.
3: Oh, thank you so much.
2: Goodbye, Miss Stockton.
3: Goodbye, young man. (laughs)
2: Sam Posen for a good meal, which he promptly delivered to the old girl, along with his own donation of canned goods, sliced meats, and cheeses, in a typical Posen gesture of compassion. From the delicatessen, I went directly to Millstead's office in the tower building. Have a chair, Mr. Mayo. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, I see you with the daily news. Well, what can I do for you? Well, I'm not after a uh, story or a column, Mr. Millstead. I'm after information. If I could be of any help. I've just come from the home of Marie Stockton. I believe you know her? Oh, yes, I handle her estate. Uh, She's not ill, I hope. No. She's concerned about her sister, and I promised to be of help if I could. It seems she's been missing for nearly three days. Her sister? Ella Stockton. Hmm, that's very interesting. Interesting? Uh, Tell me, Mr. Mayo, did you notice anything unusual about Marie's behavior? Well, she did have difficulty recalling things. Uh-huh. I'll wager she had trouble even remembering my name. As a matter of fact, she did, but what's that got to do with the disappearance of her sister? A great deal. Mr. Mayo, Marie Stockton indulges in flights of fancy. You mean her sister's not missing? Not literally. You see, she's in Northside Cemetery. She died in 1960. <laughs> Wilstead's statement had me puzzled. It also had my nose for news, sniffing the breeze. So I went out to the Northside Cemetery and checked. Mr. Tracy, from the cemetery's records office, accompanied me to the Stockton family mausoleum. This is what you're looking for, Mr. Mayo. The coffin marker reads, Ella Stockton, born January 10th, 1921, died December 25th, 1960. that seems final enough. And... uh, this is her husband's resting place. Husband? Yes, Robert Blythe. Born March 20th, 1917. Died December 25th, 1960. The same day. Christmas. From the cemetery records, I learned the name of the minister who'd conducted Robert Blythe's service. I decided to call upon him.
0: Yes, Mr. Meal, poor Robert Blythe died an untimely death. Mrs. Blythe took it terribly hard even though they hadn't been living together for some time and though I tried to comfort her after the service she was quite inconsolable Had they been divorced? Oh, no, no But there had been an annulment Uh, There were irreconcilable differences uh, some of which, and I say this with utmost compassion for the departed were largely due to Mr. Blythe's alcoholic problem and his gambling Ella was a very brave woman Well, Reverend, I uh, thank you for your time I'll be
2: going now Oh, won't you stay for a cup of tea? No, thanks I have a feeling I don't have too much time for anything Except the business at hand I got in my car and raced back to the Stockton house Let myself in and went up to the room where I talked with Marie It was a good thing I did Because she had a visitor William Milstead, no less. Oh, hello, Mr. Mayo. Hello, Milstead.
3: Oh, I'm so glad you came back, young man.
2: Mr. Milstead is I've just been trying to convince Miss Stockton she should leave with me. Why? Well, as I told you, Mr. Mayo, Miss Stockton is not competent to handle her own affairs. I want her to come with me to be registered at an institution where she can be cared for properly. This is no place for her to be living alone.
3: I don't live alone. Ella takes care of me. She'll be back.
2: Oh, Marie, Marie, your sister's been dead for years. You're living in a dream now. Let's get your things together and have done with this nonsense. No,
3: you can't make me think I'm crazy.
2: If what you're trying to do with Miss Stockton is proper procedure, you undoubtedly have a uh, court order. Mr. Mayo, I've been handling the affairs of the Stockton sisters for several years. My decision is the authority for this move. And Mr. Milstead, I'm a newcomer to the situation, I'll admit. But I won't permit you to remove Miss Stockton from her home without a court order to back you up. This is none of your damn business. It might be police business. And if you prefer, I'll gladly bring them into it. You'll regret this, Mr. Mayo. I'll leave now, but I'll get that court order, and I'll be back. <laughs> Milstead wouldn't get a court order, but I knew he'd be back. And I knew Marie Stockton was no longer safe. I got her things together and took her to Sam Posen's flat above the delicatessen, where I knew Mrs. Posen would look after her. Then I called Larry Hayward, a friend of mine at the Homicide Division. I explained what I'd gotten myself into and asked him to send someone to meet me at the Stockton Mausoleum. Larry did better than that. He came himself. It was dark by the time we got there. This is not my idea of a way to spend a pleasant evening. Nor mine. Here, shine your flashlight over there. See? They're the two compartments I told you about. And you insist she didn't die in 1960. I'm positive. I went over Sam Posen's charge slips and other notations. Ella Stockton was definitely a customer of his for some 11 years until three days ago. Anything else? As a matter of fact, yes. Yes. That day I went to Milstead's office, I happened to glance at the cornerstone of the entrance of the tower building. It didn't register then, but it did after i read the date on that marker over there. How come? Well, according to the marker, she died December 25th, 1960. That was Ella's handwriting on Millstead's business card, but the tower building wasn't built until 1963. She couldn't have been dead. Sounds pretty conclusive, but we'd better be damn sure. I'm going to look in that coffin. Do you think we ought to get permission? It's a little late for that. After all, we got into this mausoleum with a passkey, so let's not get conscientious now. See? Empty. You're right. This is really weird. Sounds like a car heading this way. Snap off your light. Let me take a look. You're right. It is heading this way. Quick, help me close the doors. Not fine, we can watch through the real work. Whoever's driving has turned off the lights. A man's getting out, he's opened the rear door. What in hell? He's dragging something from the back seat. It's heavy, whatever it is. It could be a body. He's heading right for us. It is a body. Now, look. No ad-libbing. Just do as I say. When he comes up the steps, he'll be off balance. So swing the door open and I'll cover him. Gotcha. Now. Stop where you are. Adrian, who? Who are you? The police. Doug, take a look at his big bundle. You bet. Uh, well. According to her description, I'd say it's the body of Ella Stockton. We finally put the pieces together. Milstead had milked the estate and was afraid Ella would start an investigation. So, when she confronted him at his office on the day she'd gone to ask for money, he'd done her again. He had a similar plan in mind for Marie the day I interrupted his attempt to get her to leave with him. The next day, I visited Sam Posen again. He had a question for me.
0: Such and no good Nick that Milstead is. But what I'm asking, Doug, is... Why the marker on the tomb said Ella died on December 25th, 1960?
2: Because she decided the day her husband died was the last day of her own life. He was all she lived for. That's why she became a recluse. She was no longer interested in human associations... and never saw anyone after that except her sister.
0: And what will become of Marie?
2: Fortunately, Milstead didn't milk the estate completely dry... Marie will be taken care of.
0: Mm. And while Ella is gone, she too will be taken care of. Poor little Meshuggah.
1: I'm Rod Serling. Close your eyes. Exercise your imagination. And join us again on our next presentation of The Zero Hour.
2: Some People Die Only Once is a radio drama adapted by Glenn Hall Taylor. Dick Sargent was heard as Doug Mayo. Featured in the cast were Jack Edwards, Treva Frazi, Peter Leeds, and Jim Bowles. Zero Hour, created by J.M. Coles,
0: directed by Don Hills, is produced in Hollywood for the Mutual Broadcasting System by Radio Productions Incorporated. Music is composed and conducted by Stanley D. Hoffman,
2: Rochelle Sherman, associate producer. This has been a presentation of the Mutual Broadcasting System.